T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, it is a Tuesday, so that means we're joined by one half of the best sports morning show in Houston, Payne and Pendergast. Seth Payne joins us, and uh, Seth, we are just still kind of reeling over the news that Mike Vrabel has decided to turn his offense completely over to Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly, in less than two years, less than a year and a half, has uh, has has left Houston and become an offensive coordinator again. Your well, thoughts has, on your thoughts on uh, that? It's Pep Hamilton to thank for that, I would imagine. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of like I guess yeah. If I were if I were to get dumped by a girl, I would. If my if Brandy ever left me, I would I would hope like hell that her first rebound boyfriend would be like some guy who's just an awful lover. Yeah, because then she'd be like, oh wow, I was, was missing something. I don't know if what Seth was, but he was something, I, I suppose. So uh, Pep Hamilton is the awful lover that um, that everybody realized, like, oh, okay, uh, Tim Kelly's not that bad for an Irishman. Hey, hey being in the division, that, that's a that's a good thing for all of us here in Houston, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I, Davis Mills looked all right. Davis Mills looked like he had some potential. Hey, uh, Deshaun Watson looked like a much better passer of the football than under Kevin Stefanski this year. There are, whole, there are a couple other factors at play there. But I always did wonder with Tim Kelly, you know, he was a guy who had spent his entire career pretty much, other than a couple years after college, he'd been with Bill O'Brien. So he only knew really one way to operate. And you always wonder with somebody like that, okay, if he gets a little bit of exposure somewhere else and kind of has some time to contemplate what he should or shouldn't do, then who knows? And Sean, Sean Payton had his play-calling duties stripped away from him when he was a young coordinator once. Um, then he got, he got better. <laughs> he got a lot better uh, in his next couple stays. So I, I would be – it's not like I'm nervous about it or anything, but I'm not going to get cocky about – about Tim Kelly being the coordinator. I am intrigued by the fact that it looks like they named like like two other guys to be co-offensive coordinators with him. Mm, yeah, good. Well, good for Tim, man. Glad Tim was able to to potentially show his his talents and he's gotten better that quick. Show you weren't here to see Tim Kelly like his first year that he was kind of offensive coordinator. They named him offensive coordinator. Okay, two things that were weird about this. They named him offensive coordinator. And he would do his weekly press appearances, and it was, it was like, it was like Ricky Bobby the first time you know he had to do the the interviews, like not knowing where to put his hands and everything. Um, it was very very awkward. But then he loosened up after that. But then the really funny thing was. Uh, the year after Tim Kelly was named offensive coordinator, it was announced that Tim Kelly would actually be the offensive coordinator. And he like, uh, fielded all kinds of questions about how he'd be calling plays now and everything. It was the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Um, that was the start of everything really, really weird in Houston. And thank God. We've, that, that, that era is dead and buried and gone forever. I, I, I urinate all over its grave. All right. That's, that's right, guys. It's, so what's uh, up? What else we got? Seth is urinating all over. Uh, the grave there. Well, speaking of offensive coordinators, uh, I, I 
me and Clint discussed this in the yeah. first segment. I wonder why they haven't they haven't decided on an OC yet. Is there is there something to it? If if it's Bobby Slowick, he's been with them for six years all year long. That's the name we've heard connected to it. What do yeah. you think it is uh, that that's the holdup? I hope that it's that maybe Bobby Slowick is the guy, but they're doing something gentlemanly for San Francisco. <laughs> or maybe Kyle Shanahan. Uh, maybe Kyle Shanahan has a favor to ask from D'Amico Ryan somehow, or San Francisco wants some time to to interview other people. That's what I would hope because you're right. It's if they were, if it were all quiet on the Western front, when it came to a defensive coordinator, I wouldn't be as nervous. And I know Chris Harris was just hired um, in Tennessee as well. He was one of the candidates, the Texans we're going to look at. Uh, they're still talking to this, uh, the, the Marquand fella there, but Marquand Manuel. Um, I hope that it's Slowick. It, it was funny, you know, when Kubiak was talking to the guys yesterday, and he said that – well, to you guys, excuse me. Um, he said that, you know, one thing he learned was not to hurry too much on making these hires. I couldn't help but think about the fact that his defenses were atrocious the first couple of years that we were here because he was saddled with a bad defensive coordinator, not to mention a nose tackle that was me. And um, it, was, it was a really bad deal those first couple of years. And I, and I wonder if maybe in a rush to fill out his staff, Kubiak would have done things a little bit different. So um, if they're being slow and methodical about it, that's cool. But we'll start, we'll start getting impatient here real soon. Seth, I, I hope it's for, uh, for the sake of interviewing maybe some of these guys on, on one of the two uh, coaching staffs that's, that's playing uh, this weekend. Yeah, I mean they they got they got some, and, and even if it's look, Brian Johnson is is a guy that I know you and, you and uh, Sean have talked about. I mean, I, even if it's if it's a quarterback coach, even if it's you know a a guy like to to fill that quote unquote pipeline that we keep talking about on the offensive side of the ball, man. I, there there are a lot of of intriguing, interesting names uh, that the Texans have either already interviewed as head coach or could potentially want to interview as an offensive coordinator or quarterback coach on both yeah. sides of the ball this weekend. And, and you wonder, too, because with Brian Johnson, okay, with the, with the remaining guys out there, with the remaining job openings for head coach between the Colts and the Cardinals, um, and then the various coaches on those two teams who might be either sneaky candidates for other jobs around the league or for that head coaching job, you know, the, the word was that Brian Johnson was going to wait and see what happened with Nick Sirianni. So – that would be that would be a nice little fun way for it to play out if if basically everybody's being super respectful of those teams and allowing them to prepare without a bunch of fanfare or hoopla about um, which coordinators are leaving or anything. That yeah, perhaps that maybe uh, maybe a Sirianni or did I say Sirianni? My gosh, um, Steichen. Steichen, thank you. Um, that maybe Steichen is more maybe Steichen's more of a candidate than people realize, and that that. Um, or less of a candidate, and then Johnson will leave afterwards. But if if Steichen leaves, then presumably Johnson would get that offensive coordinating job there with the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there, there's a lot to, to to unpack there to see what they're they're so going to recap to do. for your listeners. <laughs> Sirianni is not a candidate for the Colts job. No. Okay? No, it'd he is Steichen. It would be Steichen that would be, be leaving. Steichen. Yeah, it would be yeah. Steichen. All right, Seth. Um, Look, uh, that that the, the OC thing is is coming the next uh, as as it continues to unfold. The coordinators as well for the DC. Also, me and Clint were talking about this yesterday. Clint's like, "Hey, I, I need I, I need uh, D'Amico Ryan's to be calling plays." 
as the defensive coordinator. He, he may not be the coordinator, but he's the play caller. Your thoughts there? Do you, are you, do you want um, D'Amico Ryans to be the guy calling plays for this defense as they find a coordinator on that side? You know, I think with D'Amico, the thing that impressed me the most about their defense is just their their discipline and how crisp they were with everything. I think their secondary plays extremely intelligently, and that makes a a big difference. You know, as you know, as you guys know. So I, I I guess it always comes down to all right, what is the actual play calling process? Some teams do more of a committee process. Um, you know, and some guys who aren't calling plays still pretty heavily oversee the game plan. I want D'Amico to be involved, but I don't necessarily want him to be trying to learn how to be a he, – look, he knows how to be a defensive coordinator, but he would have to relearn how to be a defensive coordinator for this specific team while he's also learning to be a head coach. And I just I, – I guess it's more of a worldview. I prefer guys to – have as much off their plate on the coordinating side as possible when they're first head coaches. But I, but I definitely want them to be involved with it, especially when it comes down to the, the paying attention to detail side. Um, and I think, uh, I, I guess each guy probably tries, has to feel that out for himself as it goes along. So I, I want what's best for D'Amico. I know, I know Clint selfishly wants what he wants, but I just want what's best <laughs> for D'Amico. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.